0: Good evening, my friends, and welcome to Hitchens on Horror. I am your host, Josh Hitchens, and welcome to 12 Nights of Terror, where we explore the very best in holiday fear. This is night number 10, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. My friends, we're nearing the end of our journey of 12 Nights of Terror, and I hope you've been enjoying this as much as I have, revisiting some of my favorite and some of the best Christmas themed horror movies ever made. And even if you're not uh, listening along as these episodes are posted, I hope that whenever you come to them, you enjoy them. So, as I am recording this, it is December 23rd, 2021, also known as Christmas Eve Eve. I don't know if that's a thing for most people, but for me, when I was growing up, Christmas Eve Eve, aka December 23rd, was almost more exciting than Christmas Eve itself, because Christmas Eve is the night. It is the night before the big day. But Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd, is the night before the big night, the night of the big anticipation. And from the time I was very young and as I was growing up, this date, December 23rd, was always very special. It was always a time when In preparation for Christmas Eve and the glories to come on Christmas Day, I would watch all my favorite um, Christmas holiday television specials that children watch. Uh, and I'm going to talk about one of them tonight because it is extremely relevant to the film that we're going to be speaking about, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. But before I get to Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, I want to talk a little bit about the life and adventures of Santa Claus. That probably doesn't mean anything to most of you, and that's okay. That's why I'm going to talk about it. So, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus started out as a novel for children written by L. Frank Baum. And, of course, L. Frank Baum is most famous, justifiably so, for being the author of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz and all the multitude of Oz books that L. Frank Baum wrote in the subsequent success of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. But another book that L. Frank Baum wrote was The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, and it's a great book to read. I highly recommend it. But what I recommend even more highly than the original book is the 1980s adaptation of The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus by Rankin-Bass. And for folks like me who uh, grew up in the mid to late 1980s and 1990s, the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials in particular were ubiquitous. And I'm sure everyone's heard of Rankin Bass's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's a standard that still airs every year as it should. Um, and also, The Year Without a Santa Claus, many, many, many others. Um, and some of Rankin Bass's output is great, some of it is kind of shitty. Um, Rankin-Bass also made a venture into Halloween programming with their 1960s movie Mad Monster Party, which I covered in the 62 horror movie series. If you've never seen Mad Monster Party, check it out. But anyway, I digress. Uh, But my favorite Rankin-Bass Christmas special of all time, even more than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that immortal classic, is Rankin-Bass's rendition of L. Frank Baum's The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Because basically what The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus is, it's a reimagining of how the person that we know as Santa Claus, that mythic, iconic figure, came to be. And the way that L. Frank Baum envisioned it in his book and the way that the Rankin-Bass 1980s Christmas uh, stop-motion Christmas special gets so right is that it gives Santa Claus uh, his roots in pagan myth and magic um, in ways that are so fascinating because the figure that is known as Santa Claus is present in so many different cultures pretty much all over the world, going back hundreds and in some cases thousands of years. And so the life and adventures of Santa Claus with its pagan roots always uh, was really special to me as a kid. It is delightful. I highly recommend you check it out. It's not streaming anywhere, but if you type in the life and adventures of Santa Claus into uh, that Google and then select uh, the video tab within your search, you'll find a link to it. Please watch it. It's so great. And I mentioned that because the film that we're going to be talking about on this wonderful Christmas Eve Eve is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Uh, Now, this film was released in 2010 and it was uh it's a finnish movie made in finland and i think it's one probably the first finnish film i've ever seen which is hugely exciting i love being exposed to new things because this film was new to me um i had been aware of it sort of on my periphery um being such a connoisseur and fan of horror movies as I am, but uh, like several um, famous Christmas movies, it had been on my list for years, but I'd never gotten around to it. But uh, when I was preparing to do this 12 Nights of Terror series for my Hitchens on Horror podcast, I went to Facebook and I asked my friends, what are your favorite Christmas horror movies. And Rare Exports was the first film that folks commented about. I want to give a shout out to my dear friends, Kyle Cassidy and Brian Ciano, who immediately, as soon as I posted that status, commented Rare Exports. And then I looked it up again, saw how really beloved this film is and how highly regarded it is. And I was like, all right, that's going on the list we're watching it um and I did and I'm so glad I did and you will be too so thank you Kyle and Brian for recommending rare exports so this is one of those movies where the title of the film is not going to make any sense to you until about the final minute of the movie and it's brilliant for doing so Don't really worry about why this film is called Rare Exports. Trust me, when you get to the end, you will understand. And the payoff is huge and wonderful. And uh, it's so great. So this film was written and directed by Almari Halander and stars in the primary leading role as a child, uh, Oni Tamila as Piatri. Uh, who is a young boy. And Rare Exports really starts off um, in two brilliant ways. Uh, The first thing that it does really successfully before its opening credits is that it builds anticipation about what is to come. And what's going on at the very beginning of Rare Exports is that In this place in Finland, there is this gigantic mountain and there's an uh, archaeological expedition happening on this mountain and this uh, British slash American, it's not super clear, but this British slash American dude is uh, very excited to excavate to the depths of this giant mountain. He's convinced that there is a great discovery buried here because he believes it is this mountain is actually an ancient burial mound concealing something incredible something that he has wished for since he was a child and surprise surprise it's Santa Claus the real Santa Claus um so uh that is how this film begins and what happens subsequently in the film is about what is exactly discovered at the bottom of this old mountain. What is buried within that ice? Um, and very quickly, early on in this film, Rare Export sets up its characters. Uh, it sets up the single father, um who has a son, um, Pietro, who's played by uh, Oni media Brilliantly, he carries this film at such a young age. I can't say enough how great his performance is. And very early on, Rare Export sets up that other classic Christmas movie equation. Not just Christmas horror movie, but Christmas movie... Um, period, in that there's the young child, who in this case is Pietra, who really does believe in Santa Claus still and is faithful to that belief, and then that older friend, just a couple years older, who's like, no, there's no Santa Claus, you're delusional, and the younger kid is, no, I believe in Santa, he's real, you'll see, I mean... That trope has been used countless times in so many films, but it is used extremely well here, um, and so well performed by everyone involved in this movie. Now, this movie was obviously filmed uh, in Finland, and it's very refreshing because... The last two films that we talked about in our 12 Nights of Terror series, um, both Jack Frost um, and also 30 Days of Night, are movies with a lot of snow where the snow is not real at all. So, Rare Exports is a breath of fresh air in many ways, but also in the way that the... The snow that you see in this environment, it is all real because Finland, it's fucking cold. Um, there's a scene very early in the movie where uh, young Pietra is running around uh, from the house to the slaughterhouse where his father works, uh, butchering pigs, like in his underwear and and boots and a t-shirt. And, you're, and it's like, oh my God, aren't you cold? Uh, I worry for you. But um, anyway, uh, the setting of Finland, I think, is one of this movie's great, great assets. I do want to mention that the cinematography for Rare Exports was done by Miki Orismai. Um, And it's incredible and makes very, very full use of the natural beauty of Finland where this movie was uh, photographed. Uh, you just see these enormously tall, snowy mountains that seem to go up forever into the sky, and then they, the snowy tops of the mountains blend with the white clouds in the sky, and then there are these Hills and these deep valleys um, that people use their snowmobiles through, and these dark, uh, fro huge frozen rivers. It's really b- a breathtakingly beautiful film to watch as well. Um, and I have to cite one of the early reviews of Rare Exports, which was. By none other than Roger Ebert, screenwriter of my favorite movie of all time, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, and Roger Ebert gave this film three and a half out of four stars. And he said it was a, this is a quote, "'A rather brilliant lump of coal for your stocking, an R-rated Santa Claus origin story crossed with The Thing.'" And when he mentions The Thing, uh, Roger Ebert is, of course, referencing the original The Thing from Another World from the 1950s. But what he's really talking about is the 1980s remake of The Thing directed by John Carpenter. And if I do another 12 Nights of Terror for Christmas season 2022, The Thing will definitely be a movie that I talk about. Um, And I think that's a really accurate description of what this film is. Um, So, the main character of this movie, the child Pietra, who is played by Anni Tomila, um, very early on he is seen doing research into the ancient folklore of Santa Claus in Finland, and like we've talked about in several episodes before that deal with a murder Santa, um, of which there are many, uh, the Santa that uh, Pietri finds is a Santa of vengeance that sometimes kills animals and kills children, a Santa that sits on a throne of skulls. It goes back to the. That idea we've been talking about throughout this whole series of Twelve Nights of Terror, of horror movies weaponizing the idea of Santa Claus as a punisher, as a punisher of bad children, of bad adults. And Rare Exports is a movie that takes that idea in very interesting ways and presents Santa Claus in the world of this film as sort of a primeval destructive force, which is super fascinating. Um, and one of the things that the main character, the child, uh, Piet- uh, Pietri, uh, discovers in his research is that Santa walks in the snow barefoot. And one of the early inciting incidents of rare exports when even the adults realize that there's something really going wrong about this archaeological dig explosion thing happening on the nearby mountain is that there are hundreds of reindeers that have been almost ritualistically slaughtered. And don't worry, this is not like a couple other movies we've watched where it's like, does the dog die? Do I get to see the cute animal execute it? I hope not. You don't. Um, You do see a bunch of reindeer carcasses bleeding in the snow, but uh, it's never gratuitous. Uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's not fine, but it's not... Um. Upsetting, I'll say. Uh, but when the, uh, when the little boy, Pietri, uh, lifts up one of the carcasses of these slaughtered reindeer, he finds a bare footprint, and then he says he must have been hungry, which leads Pietri to think that the folks on the mountain have unleashed... The real Santa Claus, this ancient Santa Claus of vengeance and terror. And whether that is the case or not, you're going to have to watch the movie to find out. This is one of those movies that I don't want to say too much more other than what I've already said about where it goes. Because where this film goes, I think, is really exciting. It is very new, um... It explores the Christmas myth and the Santa Claus myth and reindeer and Santa's elves in a way that I don't think anyone had ever seen before, and I understand why this film is so popular. Um, It does have moments where it is really horrifying, but it also... and it needs to be said, is a movie that is very funny. Um, this this is a horror film that is also equally effective as satire. And those movies are few and far between. There are not many films like that that blend horror and satire in such a seamless way that seems effortless. Uh, and that is due to both The writing and directing by Almari Halander and the performances of the entire cast of this film. I mean, it's not unlike last night's movie, 30 Days of Night, where you're watching a very, very small community react to a sudden, mythic, inhuman, violent force. Oh, it's great. This film goes great places, I promise you. Um... And like I said, you're not going to know what why this film is titled Rare Exports until you get to the very, very end, really the last minute. And I promise, oh, it's worth it. Oh, it is relevant. This is a great movie. Rare Exports, subtitled A Christmas Tale, is an exquisite addition to the Christmas horror movie canon, and I hope you check it out if you have not. Watch a Finnish horror comedy movie, I dare you. Uh, This film is available to watch on both the Shudder streaming service, of which I sing the praises of all the time, but Uh, Rare Exports A Christmas Tale is also available to watch for free on Tubi, T-U-B-Y, which is, again, a free streaming service. It does have ads, but unlike so many other streaming services, Tubi actually seems to give a fuck where they put their ads, and they put their ads at natural breaks in the film. So you can watch a movie like Rare Exports on Tubi or many other movies or TV shows, and have ads but not have it hugely interrupt your experience, Um, very much like it was watching TV back in the old days. So, my friends, on this beautiful Christmas Eve Eve of December twenty third, 2021 in Jory, Rare exports a Christmas tale. We've got two more episodes to go, my friends. My friends, thank you so much for listening to Hitchens on Horror. I have been your host, Josh Hitchens, and you're listening to our special series, 12 Nights of Terror, where we explore the very best in holiday fear. Only two more episodes remain. And tomorrow night, on Christmas Eve, in honor of this most exciting night of the holiday season, we're going to have a double feature. Both films were released in 2015. We're going to talk about Krampus and also... A Christmas Horror Story, and there are Krampuses and Killer Santa Clauses in both, and one of them has William Shatner. See you tomorrow night, my friends. Happy Holidays and Pleasant Dreams.